Welcome to the Kick-Ass Couples Podcast. This is the place where we help committed couples who want to level up their marriage, experience newfound clarity, hope, and confidence. We're Matthew and Kim, co-hosts and husband and wife. In 26 years together, we've seen a lot and never thought it could be as good as it is right now. We're here to help you successfully navigate the messy, dirty, and wonderful world of marriage. We believe all couples deserve and are capable of experiencing an extraordinary and fulfilling marriage. And each week, we're bringing you life lessons from real-life successful couples to help you grow and strengthen your relationship. We'll get started right after this message. If you want to learn how to experience the best, most fulfilling year of your marriage, we invite you to order Matthew's new book, Kick-Ass Husband, Winning at Life, Marriage, and Sex. You can get it at Amazon.com or visit Matthew's website, www.MatthewPHoffman.com. Again, that's Amazon.com or www.MatthewPHoffman.com. And now, back to the show. Elise Archer is the founder of She Sells, a coaching program and community for high-earning women in sales. Her husband, Jason Robustelli, is a full-time dad and prospective medical student. When COVID hit, their relationship was put to the test. It was their ability to prioritize each other and communicate their needs that kept their marriage afloat and growing through a season of high demands and potential relationship stressors. In today's Recap Edition episode, Kim and I will share our key takeaways from our interview with this dynamic couple. We'll break down concepts, relationship qualities, and key pillar points that they've used to build their rock-solid relationship that will stand the test of time. It feels good to be back here on the Kick-Ass Couples podcast. We are doing a recap with Jason and Elise. And this couple, especially Elise, Jason, you're wonderful. I got to let you know that. But Elise has a special place in our heart. Because Elise, I said this during the interview. I'm going to say it again. You're the godmother. You are the midwife for the Kick-Ass Couples podcast. Kim and I were blessed to work for two straight days with Elise Archer and Macy from the Brand Builders Group, and they really helped us get this podcast off the ground. And what's exciting, Kim, is before you know it, we're going to be coming up on our 50th episode, and not long after that, we'll be celebrating our one-year anniversary. Oh, it has gone so quickly. And yes, she has holds a special place in our heart for sure, um, as she really did. She helped us birth this podcast. She is the podcast cast pro. And um, I have to say, I was a little nervous going into interviewing them knowing that because um, I'm sure she had high expectations of her pupils. Yeah, she said we've come a long way and that we've done a lot in a short amount of time. And I do feel that way sometime. And it was really fun. You know, they're in just like we're in the middle of a podcast. This couple is in the middle of life. Life. Uh, two career. She's the CEO of her business. He's in med school working on becoming a doctor and they have a toddler all in the middle of it. So there are no pauses and breaks for them. And yet they're really, you know, still unabashedly learning and sharing a lot of the processes and the things that they're going through in order to prioritize their relationship and, and keep it growing in the right direction. Yeah, there were a lot of great takeaways from this interview and, you know, right out of the uh, gate, we talked about what makes them kick ass. And their response was, we really feel like problem solving is what makes us 
kick ass. And that's such a great response because um, problem solving is a really big component to a successful relationship. And this didn't happen right away. But over time, they have really mastered the no yelling at each other, having really clear communication, making sure they have eye contact with each other. They're clarifying things if they need to. Um, They're really taking notice of when the other person is frustrated or is having challenges and maybe they need some help. And um, they're really clearly um, defining what their needs are with each other. And so I thought that that was a great takeaway right out of the gate. It was, Kim. And another thing that Elise said relative to that problem solving and that key superpower they have, she said, you know, you're really mirroring to each other what needs to be healed in yourself. So she said, when you're looking at your spouse and going, I have a real problem with X, Y, and Z, she goes, that's kind of an indication to you that those are things you've got to work out. And your spouse may need to face things as well, but she said she's learned with Jason and he's learned from her about what they're mirroring to each other. And you know, if it rises as a problem that you see in them, it means you've got to come right back and address something on your own. Sure. What about you? Did you have anything that stood out to you? You know, I thought it was interesting. Um, I can, and I can relate to this a little bit. And we've talked about it in our relationship is that Elise came from, we're talking about commitment and she came from a divorced family. Her parents were divorced and she said that her first relationship ended up in divorce. And so she really kind of came uh, to the relationship with Jason with the viewpoint that, you know, if this doesn't work, then, you know, we can always do something else. Not relative to her commitment to Jason, but she saw when things didn't work that people left and, you know, she was uh, had to learn and how to fight for the relationship and what you do to keep it strong and moving forward. And because it wasn't modeled. And she said that's one of the great things that she learned from Jason is how do we fight for our relationship? What are the things that you have to do to uh, make sure you know that you're not m- blaming the other person for the problems and saying they're their fault or, or walking out when it gets tough? But how do you hang in there and work through the difficulties? Yeah. So he said there's no exit strategy from the get go. And, you know, we're in this and we're going to figure out how to make this work, whatever it takes. And that was some really new dialogue for her yeah, right? and something she had to learn to accept and be comfortable with. Sure. Sure. What about for you? What was another one of your takeaways from the, from Elise and from Jason? Um, I think one of the things that stood out to me was when Jason said that um, he always knew he was loved. Um, but he had to work on, um, sharing and learning to have a certain level of intimacy with his family, because even though he was loved growing up, I think emotions and discussing how you feel was not something that he was familiar with or comfortable with. And I think that's a great thing to point out to our listeners is that sometimes we come to a relationship where we have seen love and we have felt loved, but we don't know how to necessarily express love, emotion, or conversation. And Jason admittedly said, I needed coaching and I really had to work on this area. 
And was he talking, Kim, more about his relationship with Elise or other people? What, I how think did it- Elise, as well as their son, right? Being able to express those emotions and his feelings to his son and his family as well. Right. He was talking. I think I remember him saying In general, he needed to model it for his son when he's young so that he gets right. used to seeing that this is a normal part of a I loving, healthy vulnerable. relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think I think the next big takeaway that I had came when we started talking about communication. And um, I think that Jason may have said that, you know, surface level communication does not work for the long term. Right. I call it weather conversations. You know, oh, how is the weather? Oh, it's warm. It's nice. How are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. You know, all those filler words that really don't share, sure. you know, any emotion, right, or feeling. And he said, you got to ask the right questions that are tied to emotion, feelings, and states of mind. You know, he talked about micro moments. He said, you know, we have small opportunities day to day with each other that we can lean into and say things and engage and create those bonds, or we can say we're too busy to take the time and interact on them. We've talked about that before yeah. in communication on, on Kick-Ass Couples Nation. We talked about in our webinar on communication, uh, John Gottman calls those sliding door moments. And Jason identified that and he said, you know, it's sliding door because the door opens and it closes and you can choose to walk in and, and get in that space, or you can choose not to enter in. And, you know, giving the emotional and physical help Right then and there, he said, they may express a need and man, you got to jump in and do something right away. And when you do, it's so powerful because, and he said, they both need to practice that, you know, it's kind of like changing gears, right? And, you know, a a car has a lot of gears and sometimes you got to stop and take the time to get it in the right gear to get the traction in the moment. And I just, I love those thoughts that he shared about that. I think it's really easy to get caught up in the habit of maybe I'm working, right? And I'm sitting, I'm I'm really paying attention here and you're asking me a question and I say, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. And I just keep doing what I'm doing, but it's about me stopping what I'm doing and actually looking you in the eye and giving you the care of that moment of my attention. And we get in the bad habit of never looking up or saying, "Uh uh-huh, not even answering somebody in a full sentence. And I love that he really um, noticed that he was doing those things and decided to turn those things around and really make those moments of connection happen throughout the day. As small as they might be, they were still moments of eye contact, of maybe putting your hand on each other and letting them know that you you were there and you were listening. Yeah, I love it when you put your hand on me, by the way. <laughs> love that touch. And I think, too, it's what, what, what was so nice about it, and, and then we can, we can move on, is it, it's a discipline. It's a habit. And so you know, for our listeners, you can hear a concept and go, well, that sounds nice, right? But the question is, are you demonstrating it consistently, habitually over time? And if you're not, you got to practice. It takes a long time to build those habits. And I think that you know, he, Jason talked about the discipline and what we have to do to make it habitual. And, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I want to go back to, to commitment um, just one more time and talk about something that really stood out to me that Jason said. And that was that commitment in their relationship has changed a lot over the years. And he has felt like every few years, um, you really need to have a check in with each other 
a real serious check-in. Um, we need to see where we are as people. Where are we in business? Maybe we've had a child in the last couple of years and our landscape and our relationship looks a lot different. And he talked about really asking those hard questions about, do we still love what we're doing together? Are we still um, really enjoying the ways that we interact and we connect with each other? And I thought those were really good touch points. And it's a really good advice is to really sit down every few years and really reevaluate where you are, because we do change. Things do evolve over uh, time. And, and are we evolving along with time? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a check-in, it's a reevaluation, and it's not a change of commitment. It's a change of, am I committed to you in the right way to support That's you right. in what you want to do? Because as your things uh, uh, change, I mean, we talked about this in another interview you had uh, just recently where it's not your commitment that's changing. It says, well, am I supporting you in the right way that demonstrates my highest commitment? Because you can't just keep playing the same tune all the time because it's not going to always sound as sweet depending on what the life stage is or what the moment is. And I remember Jason said, he goes, he said, I'm in a spot where I don't know what to do. And if your partner's not aware of that and not coming underneath you and in beside you and giving you the support you need because your circumstance, he's, you know, he's a med student, he's a student and he's, he's working his tail off a lot of stress and he's at a proving ground where Elise is operating a successful business. So they each have different needs and being aware of what they are in that season and then reacting and changing and jumping in. Yeah. He said there was one point, um, where he was kind of going down, right? He's stressed, he's dipping, just uh, he's um, really focused on studying and, you know, his priorities are really and truthfully um, not their relationship, right? And she's going up. She's CEO of her company. She's successful. She's doing really well. And he was having a really tough time. And I, I think that she pulled him aside and just said, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. And this is what I'm feeling. And so they had a really serious conversation. And I love that Jason said, golly, after I thought about it, I, I really realized I was having a pity party for myself. And I really listened and heard what she was saying. And I said, you know what, you're right. So he owned where he was and at that moment said and made the conscious decision that I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to change this. I can do this. Uh, that's great, Kim. And it's in that story you just told about Elise coming in and them having the conversation is Jason was willing to accept some influence from Elise. And if we're in a position that we're willing to accept influence from our partner, that is the health meter of any relationship. Because if you're not willing to accept influence, even consider what they have to say or understand the value in their feedback, right? And and the, he, she was willing to give it to him and he was willing to accept it and say, gosh, you're right. And what do I have to change in myself? And I thought that was a great example yeah. of him accepting some influence It was there. really beautiful because I think that's a really difficult thing to do. It's so easy to get defensive and to put your guard up and immediately want to attack back. And that's what our, our, our nature sort of 
tends to be sometimes, but he owned his stuff. And so all of you listeners out there, I know it's hard. I know it's it's sometimes really um, not easy. But if you can take a breath and really truly look inside and ask yourself some really hard questions, um, if you're able to own your stuff, it can go such a long way to deepening your relationship. When it comes to creating a kick-ass marriage, do you ever wonder what you could be doing better? Have you ever thought how helpful it would be to be a part of a like-minded community of other imperfect couples who want to level up in their number one relationship? Come visit Kick-Ass Couples Nation, where you can talk with people just like you who are looking for ways to invest in and increase their joy, commitment, and fulfillment in their most important human relationship. You'll have access to a team of licensed marriage therapists, coaches, articles, podcasts, live webinars, and more. Just visit MatthewPHoffman.com so you can learn more about a community that's ready to help you level up. That's MatthewPHoffman.com so you can become of the growing kick-ass couples nation right now. It is. It's a great example of commitment to stepping up. Uh, accepting the influence and also, you know, you're, it's going to, that act of Jason saying that deepened the intimacy between Elise and Jason because he was being vulnerable and saying he was wrong in something and he was working to make a change. And she supported him in that. And uh, that leads, when you're vulnerable and you share those deep, dark things, which are sometimes maybe not pretty or, or certainly easy, that really does a, uh, goes a long way to increasing the intimacy uh, that you have in the relationship. It does. It brings about a lot of trust and um, really makes you feel very safe and connected with your partner. No doubt. How about um, other standouts to you? Is there anything for conflict resolution or there is actually? Yeah, I, I think that uh, you know Jason was talking about that he felt that he had a previous inability to communicate how he was feeling, uh, and so instead of expressing it, he just thought it wasn't important, or he was said, "I'm a master of pushing it down and lying to himself that it didn't mean anything." So he's keeping all these, he's repressing his own feelings and keeping these things in. And then it just, you know, bottles up and explodes. And he said that he had to learn how to communicate he was feeling because, you know, none of us are mind readers. We've talked about this before. And, um, you know, and sometimes it doesn't mean handling everything in the moment. He said, gosh, you know, I, I learned and at least learned how do we step back and give each other space, identify what's going on and saying, you know, why don't we let this marinate for a while? Why don't you deal with this? Think about it. Pray about it maybe get coaching from somebody else on it and let and and then come back and he said he also had to learn how to let go of his ego about what he what his expected response from her was or i think this is how this should resolve so he had to let go of controlling the situation and let it naturally yeah. come come to the surface and kind of work out a little the bit ego can really be such um an enemy and can be pretty destructive uh, if we allow it to be. So I appreciated that. He also said, you know, in those moments, sometimes if he just took a breath and stepped back, he would grow up a Maine and he would just go out and take walks. And I feel like, you know, when we're really have some anxiety or things that are really concerning us and we need to just step back and take a break, that nature is so healing and so comforting and so calming. I think it's, that was a, a great example of one way to just 
take a time out. Yeah. You got to know how, how you ground yourself and yeah. it's different from everybody. It could be prayer. It could be meditation. It could be music. Exactly. It could be exercise. And he said, Hey, walking in the woods was the way I grounded and got a clear thinking. And we all need that escape or that ability to release. Sure. They touched a little bit on a pillar of fun and humor too. And I always like to bring that up when we talk about, um, relationships and how important that is in a relationship. I think a lot of us tend to get so busy with life and navigating the things that come at us throughout the day that we forget to maybe just look at each other in a funny, silly way, or just tell each other a joke or, you know, just be silly. And that just goes a long way to making us smile and feel happy inside. Do you remember what Jason said he did? One of the ways that he did that? And I thought it was just, I'd never heard of it before, but do you remember? I almost just did it to you, but I didn't want you to think I was weird. No, I know what he said. (laughs) And he, I think, I mean, this is totally hysterical and you'll see it in the interview if you watch the whole thing in its entirety, but he licks her face (laughs) and it just totally catches her off guard. I'm sure the first time she probably thought, what? The first time Um, he got a little bit of makeup in there. The taste wasn't so hot. Eat a little bit of makeup. But no, I think that it's moments like that, um, which really helped to break the ice and to uh, make us smile and just laugh and be goofy with each other. Yeah. And that's, we were late to the game guys on recognizing the fun and humor pillar, but it's there now. It is. So 13 is not complete, but 14 is, and that's our 14th pillar, fun and humor. And we got to inject it and we have to laugh. And I think you and I do a good job of that with each other whenever we can. No doubt. I, I wanted to bring up one more thing right before we we close on this. And I it's just advice. And I thought it was such great advice given by Jason at the end of the interview. Um, I, we asked, you know, if you had to go back and give your unmarried self some advice, what would it be? And he said to be more selfless and to really build community um, between people and work on relationships. He said that his focus was always money and business. So it was pretty self-centered, but he said that, you know what, you can't do this if you don't know how to build good relationships. You're not going to be successful in business and you're not going to be successful um, at making money. And he said that, you know, at the end of the day, also when you have a lot of money or if you have a lot of money, what, what good is that if you don't have family and friends and solid relationships with people? And um, I think that that's what this is all about. That's why we're doing this podcast is to really help people build and have solid relationships. And that's what really matters and what really endures in life. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Kim. You know, and at the end of the day, when you're on the, it's the old deathbed experience, right? And some people even say it's healthy to think about death. And what are you going to think? You know, it's not about the thing you got or didn't get or the things you have or you don't have. It's going to be about people and the relationships. And that's the legacy you have are the people that you impact and the lives that you change. And uh, there's no better place to start than at home in this number one relationship that we have. Yeah. And let it trickle down into your 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 children, if you have them or your family members. It's a beautiful thing. 
It is. It is. And if you, speaking of those relationships, we have a place that you can go and work on those relationships. We are having some incredible webinars with our marriage therapists. We're taking these pillars head on every two weeks. We get on a Zoom call. We talk about them. We have quotes. We've got notes and videos, and we have great presentations and tools that you can use to strengthen that number one relationship. So if you want to learn more about Kick-Ass Couples Nation, please go to MatthewPHoffman.com. Click on it, and there's a great opportunity for you to get involved and get engaged and have a great opportunity to strengthen that relationship that matters most. Absolutely. I wish we would have had this um, type of uh, access to marriage counselors when we were um, you know, in the thick of things in, in, in our relationship. It's an incredible four group of four who are just some amazing marriage therapists and have been giving week uh, after week just some really terrific advice. So really grateful for that. So we hope you like this podcast. If you do, please give us a review and let us know and share, share, share with others so we can grow the platform, grow the message. You can see us in full video on YouTube for any of the Kick-Ass Couples podcasts. We also have a lot of incredible video content on our website, MatthewPHoffman.com. We hope you'll come back and join us. And remember that happily ever after does not just happen. That's all we've got for this episode of the Kick-Ass Couples Podcast. If you like the content of this show, you'll love Matthew's newly released book, Kick-Ass Husband, Winning at Life, Marriage, and Sex. To receive a digital mini book of quotes and images from the book, all you have to do is rate this show and leave a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Then email us a screenshot of your review at podcast at kickasscouplespodcast.com and we'll get it over to you right away. Until next time, remember, happily ever after doesn't just happen, it's on purpose. <laughs>